Hi everyone, my name is Sarah Fernandez and I'm the founder of The Next Wave Co. I've partnered with my friends at ESME to bring a strategic business ideation workshop where you will learn how to future-proof your business by generating revenue while creating real change in your community. As a business consultant and host of an online platform called Future of Women Web and Work, I've spoken to a lot of for-profit and non-profit entrepreneurs about how they went from having too many ideas to having laser focus and knowing where to start, from overcoming their fear of starting a business to having the confidence to move forward. If you're a business owner, manager, a consultant, educator, student, or someone interested in starting your own sustainable business, this two-day, four-hour live learning series will show you an easy and fun role-playing and ideation game that simulates the process of launching a social enterprise. You will have access to over 200 revenue and impact models that you can create new sustainable business concepts from. You will also get step-by-step -step instructions to help you come up with new ideas so that you can brainstorm effectively and solve problems quickly, as well as templates and worksheets that have been used by business owners and C-suite executives in over 100 countries. So sign up to this workshop and follow ESME Philippines for more updates. While you're at it, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm The Next Wave Co. and I will see you soon. Hello, good afternoon everyone. My name is Isabel Veracruz and I will be your host for today's webinar. But before we begin, if any of you have any questions regarding the discussion, just send them to us by entering it in the comments section below of whatever social media platform you're watching this on and I'll be here to relay them to our guest speaker. Welcome to the live webinar series of SMAIN Philippines, an e-learning marketplace for Filipino professionals where one can develop relevant and in-demand skills through master classes in different fields of learning. If you want to learn more about us, feel free to visit our page at www.esme.ph. For those who are watching on Facebook, YouTube, and LinkedIn, feel free to share the link to the stream to people who you think will be interested in today's topic. We are going to talk about an interesting concept called the purpose economy, which is driven by connecting people to their purpose. We saw how a lot of people started multiple side hustles and passion projects during the pandemic. Millennials have created conventional career paths to launch small businesses that serve their communities. More people have embraced the work from home setup and a lot of people are freelancing their expertise online. Sarah Fernandez will show us how this new era is transforming companies, markets, and their careers to better serve people and the world. Sarah Fernandez is the co-founder of Muti Group Inc., a company that builds and invests in Filipino brands. She's known for expanding and managing international brands in an emerging market such as the Philippines. And more recently, interviewing entrepreneurs on her live streams called The Future of Women, Web, and Work, which is hosted in SMA Philippines. She entered the B2C e-commerce space after 10 years of in-store retail industry experience as a brand manager and clothing store owner. In addition, to her, in addition to her Bachelor of Science in Entrepreneurship in Miriam College, she also studied fashion design at the South College International Manila and Fashion Institute of the Philippines. 
Sarah has worked with companies such as SMU Retail Inc., Suyan Corporation, Elite Garments Inc., and Beaumont Inc., and managed brands such as Colham, Vera Moda, Dodo, Warner Brothers, and Disney, among others. Her favorite parts about being an entrepreneur are meeting people who are driven by purpose, discovering brands with social and environmental impact, and inspiring others to succeed in their work, in their own life's work. Sarah's proudest accomplishment so far is creating a life business, business that allow her to work with incredibly smart people whom she calls as friends, to have the freedom to work remotely and creating a business model that balances revenue and social impact. When she's not working on her business, you can find her solo traveling to her father's hometown in Zambales or glamping in a mountain retreat. To connect with Sarah, you can follow her on all social media channels at The Next Wave Co. or listen to her live stream on Future of Women, Web, and Work. Hello! Happy Sunday, Isa. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Thank you for having me, and I'm excited to spend time with you and the rest of our Sunday viewers on ESME. Right, for sure. Yes, I hope you're doing well right now. How are you? How's your Sunday? <laughs> Very purposeful. So I'm glad that I'm spending this time with you guys and for those who are joining us live diba this is um i want to congratulate you because you chose to spend time learning about yourself and on topics such as these definitely that's correct and so moving on to purpose why is it important to talk about purpose right now like legit right now in this pandemic why is it important yeah, I was asking you backstage, Deva, um, like what course you're you're going to take in college. Sabi mo, your school starting in October. I think a lot of people are in that transitionary stage right now. I know a lot of people who are either feeling stuck or feeling empty during the pandemic. And these are people who are like you, who are high achievers. Um, some of them have built profitable businesses despite the lockdown um, and who are successful in their careers but have found it difficult to cope and I'm one of them and there's a New York Times article um, that describes this feeling of blah so I feel blah today uh, which is neither burnout or depression and they have a word for it it's called languishing uh, it's this feeling of emptiness and stagnation. And so my purpose for the rest of 2021 and also for today's conversation is for people to have a strong sense of meaning, mastery, and mattering to others through the work that we do. What about you? Um, have you thought about um, the, your motivation for the rest of the year and also moving on to college? Yeah, oh, wow, but... I'm still young, so I don't know if I can say I have found my purpose like in life general. But siguro this year, I think one of my purpose siguro as a youth, as a young uh, teenager, I think is to be a voice. I think that's what I'm focusing right now, to be a voice to those especially who are silenced. But 
yeah that's why this topic also is really going to be insightful and i know i'm going to learn a lot and the viewers as well yeah thank you and um i hope to learn from you also because uh what we will learn today is that it's all about relationships and what we learn from other people right definitely so moving on yes we're talking we're talking about purposes and all that but what inspired you what what inspired your search or your research on purpose yes um so i've always wondered why some people thrive in some environments say my friends who have been in the corporate for more than 10 years and some who are like me who can't or why some entrepreneurs have turned side hustles into profitable businesses in the middle of an economic recession, while you know you see other people who don't even have a reason to get out of bed. So a bit of a backstory, as promised to you backstage, um, as to how I ended up doing what I'm doing now, talking to other entrepreneurs about business models on our live stream, and actually going back to entrepreneurship and how my purpose has evolved in my personal journey. So when I was deciding what course to take in college, the concept of entrepreneurship seemed so foreign to me at that time. I, would, I won't say the year na, pero it was a fairly new concept in that era. <laughs> so um, to me, business administration, it was more popular and entrepreneurship, they sound similar. But I took entrepreneurship because yun nga, I was curious, I was a risk taker, and I knew that I would make money either way. So both choices were a good return on investment for my four-year education. Of course, later on, uh, I would find out that you don't really need a bachelor's to make money in the real world. And I instinctively chose fashion design as an elective because I wanted to supplement the business skills with creativity and self-expression. And this is important because this innate um, longing for creativity will come up if even when I was working, when I was in my 20s. Um, at that time, I also couldn't afford to buy expensive clothes, so I decided to make them. And as I graduated, I pursued fashion design, even further learning how to make patterns. I landed a job as a designer uh, in one of the leading retailers at that time. I realized that my peer who were in merchandising had the potential of earning more, plus they had the transferable skills um, if they do decide to transfer to another company. And this was my first mistake. For one, I was motivated by other people's definition of success and trying to model other people's concept of their purpose through their lens, which you will understand more later. So I had the title that I wanted. I learned way, way more than I would have had I stuck with being a designer. But oftentimes I would get that nudge telling me that I wasn't supposed to be where I was. I felt that I was constantly peddling season after season um, products, right? And doing a lot of engagements on social media and so I felt like we were in the business of influencing people, whether that may be good or bad. And I needed to get deeper into that purpose. So what was missing? Had I become unappreciative and ungrateful of the hard work I've put in to my self-growth and career, I all, always, always asked myself why I wasn't happy. Right? Ito na ba yon? Like when you reach a certain 
um, goal. So these were some some of the questions that crippled me uh, despite my accomplishment. And this started my quest to find that thing called purpose. And throughout this workshop, you may also realize that it is true. Our purpose may change over time as we grow and as we develop our interests, passion, have more experiences and develop more skills. Um, and now I wanna ask you this, Isa, do you know yours? And for the live um, viewers as well, if you know yours, take a minute or more to write your purpose. We have a lot of time, then share it with others in the comments. Um, but yeah, I wanna ask you, Isa. Hmm. Yung nga, like I said kanina, right now, I think I'm still in the search or like in the process of getting to know my purpose in life or like long term. But yeah, right now, siguro I have an idea na since, you know, I'm in, 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 in college, I already got, I graduated recently. And yeah, I think I found my like like right now, but siguro in the long term, I'm still in the process. <laughs> right, that's correct. Because um, as humans, we have this intrinsic desire for meaning and work, meaning in our work and life. So purpose fundamentally um, in my in this talk, no, um, it's what they call the needed peace in society today that people are craving, especially the millennial generation. And personally, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the Gen Zs will demand an even more holistic way of living. Um, because time and time again, science shows that a sense of purpose increases our lifespan. Um, and I don't know if you see this in your peers, um, like the way you shop, the way you buy with your your peso, like you you have a tendency to choose, at least we notice, you have a tendency to choose brands who speak to you um, on an emotional level and that you support, right? You stand. <laughs> right, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> I relate to that, yes. Yeah, so I'm excited to be here with you guys to talk about what futurists are calling the next iteration of our economy, which is purpose-driven and how this can future-proof your life by helping you thrive during change, whether you're still in school like Isa or working for yourself or for an organization. I'm here to teach you about the ways in which you can engage in socially and environmentally responsible work and why purpose is a core business strategy. And ultimately, I hope you find or rediscover your true north um, so you may have more meaning in your life. So by the end of the workshop, you would have discovered what purpose is and is not, see what drives purpose for you as an individual, and have a better understanding of environments where you can thrive. We will also talk about the trends that will define purpose in 2021, according to a collective of purpose-driven firms. And lastly, we will also talk about what you can do after this workshop to take your purpose and turn that into an impact-driven business. So my journey with purpose begins with discovering Aaron Hurst. He's the CEO of Imperative and founder of Taproot Foundation. And through his pro bono foundation, Taproot, he had collected over the years people's motivations to work. And Aaron's uncle, he's a Stanford economist, Mark Porat, he coined the term 
the information economy in the 70s. So his uncle's work inspired him to write the book, The Purpose Economy, from which the workshop, this workshop is based from. I had the privilege of learning from Aaron um, and his work when I took an open online course by the Social Entrepreneurship Academy about enabling entrepreneurs to change the world. And I'll be sharing with you my key takeaways from my class with Aaron. So Aaron described a new economy that had emerged, a post-industrial economy. And when he was studying his uncle's work, he realized that when you look at macroeconomics, they have a strong biological and evolutionary footprint on them. So to quickly illustrate this, we started off as apes, right? Or wrong? Um, I'm not here to debate the taong who reject evolution, so hang in there. Um, but yeah, so we started off as hunter-gatherers. Over millions of years, we turned into homo sapiens or erect apes. And one of the characteristics of our species is that we're extremely, extremely impatient. The evolution was taking so long that he wanted to hack the system and take things into our own hands. So we started the first economic era, the agrarian economy where we learn to transition from being nomads and settle down, use land, farm animals. And this not only changed our quality of life, um, but it also increased our lifespan. But of course, this wasn't enough for us. We wanted to do unimaginable things. Our intelligence led us to find ways to manipulate metal and build an industry around that, building trains, building cars. We are extremely impatient that we wanted efficiency in what we did. And here comes the information economy. Um, that wasn't, the industrial age wasn't enough for us and we wanted to change how we communicated. The information economy changed the way that we did things. And what arose from this is the connection economy where we use technology to cultivate relationships. And we're seeing that now. And what Aaron Hurst had discovered was that working with purpose is the primary driver of economic output. But the question that he posed was, are we done? Is the iPhone the end of human and economic evolution? And of course, the answer is it's not. So there's a significant opportunity that we've seen all over the world that has emerged over the last decade, and it has to do with the next iteration, the next economic evolution that will help increase quality of life and lifespan, and that is purpose. Study after study, in every single measure, people who live, with, uh, who live and work with purpose have a much higher quality of life. And to give you an example, in 2009, um, there was a study over 73,000 Japanese men and women, and they found that those who had a strong connection to their sense of purpose, which they call ikigai, it's very popular in our generation now, like everyone's talking about um, whether or not they know their ikigais. Um, like these Japanese men and women, they tended to live longer than those who didn't. And other studies found that lower, a lower level of purpose was associated with earlier death. I'm not here to scare anybody. Yeah. Um, they also experience or feel pain more, according to the Journal of Pain. And also they have the, they're more likely to get cardiovascular disease. Um, and in studies, other studies of thousands of elderly subjects, they found that these elderly people who have low sense of 
life purpose, they were 2.4 times more likely to get Alzheimer's disease than those with a strong purpose. So um, in short, they grow more. They create, uh, they create great impact in their organization or community. And as a result, they perform better at work and they are better leaders. And a 2009 uh, study, again, assessing the purpose of 1,000 adults, and they have found that those with a high sense of meaning in their lives spent more time and attention on their loved ones and communities. People tend to be more engaged with their families, colleagues, and neighbors, and they enjoy more satisfying relationships as a result. Living with Purpose also promotes resilience. Um, Ed Diner's extensive research on the science of well-being has found that people with a strong sense of purpose are better able to handle the ups and downs of life. In short, they are much more productive members of society. And according to Aaron Hurst, who wrote a book about this, it is the very logical next ex extension of our economy and our evolution as a species. Wow, I love that. And well, parang natrubang ako sa high school when you talked about the evolution of economy. But yeah, it's very insightful. Um, it's amazing that book. And how do we gain purpose? Yes. So let's start with what purpose is not. Um, so there are three myths. Myth number one is you need a great cause. This has completely held me up from actually living and working with purpose. Ano bang pinaglalaban natin sa buhay? We think that if we support causes and make sure everyone on Facebook sees that, that we are living on purpose. We tend to think that we need to have a cause that we deeply care about to feel a sense of purpose in our lives. But we all have met people who are incredibly fulfilled. And these are people who are... Um, not working for NGOs and social businesses. But what you when you ask them what their cause is, they would have no idea. Um, and that's because there is no cause behind living a fulfilled life. Purpose and cause are not the same. Myth number two is that purpose is a luxury. The second myth is that purpose is, is reserved for people who have the money, fame, or the flexibility to pursue purpose. Um, in my last job, I made a friend. He was a janitor. He was cleaning and managing a four-story office building. He cleaned toilets. Tapos may extra work pa yan from employees, di ba? Nandiyan yung kuya, pabili ng banana queue sa ano, pag 3 p.m. mamaya. Um, and he, he did this happily every day. And he rode a bike to work. Tapos minsan nagkakasabay kami pumasok. Ang difference lang is, yun nga, ako, mahirapan lumabas ng sasakyan kasi ayoko talaga pumasok sa office. So, anong difference naming dalawa? He found meaning in his work. Um, he saw his job as a calling. While I thought of my job as simply a means to pay for things and activities that would make me happy when I'm not working. And so, how was he able to optimize the purpose and craft uh, and craft it into the job that he was doing. Um, and I realized that he did three things. So when he was interviewed for the position and when they were discussing the tasks, they didn't tell him he'd be taking care of our needs, of the employees' needs. Hindi naman kami yung boss niya. Or do extra work for us. 
but he tweaked his job title about 10 to 20% to tailor what he needed to find fulfilling in his job. For him, he found happiness in making us happy, right? Number two is relationship. He didn't see us as someone who made a mess every day. So hindi siya galit sa amin kasi nagkakalat kami sa office. But he saw us as, as someone as um, someone that he cared for and as his friend. And third is perception. He didn't see his job as just to clean, right? He, he iba yung mindset niya. Um, and what he thought was, you know, like, I'm going to be a decent human being to other employees. And in corporate, because some people forget to act like human beings to people who work under them. And so jo- job crafting is the difference between two employees, except one is happy and one is perpetually nagre-reklamo, miserable, tired, and unhappy. Some see their job as a career, and there's nothing wrong with that. Huh? Their title or their work um, is tied to their ego and identity. It's where they get their sense of pride, and they may find purpose in that. There was a study by Shell Oil. Um, and they found that men and women who retired early, so meaning they were aged mga 55 before under 60, they were more likely to die early than those who retired at, say, age 65. And a similar study of almost 17,000 healthy Greeks showed that the risk of death increased by 51% after retirement. And why am I saying these, these scary numbers? Like these two studies are example that um, like suge- they suggest that there may be some risk in only finding meaning in your career. And it seems important to reshape life's big questions and find ways to continue serving purpose even after retirement to improve our chances of a longer and healthier life. Um, and for others, they would rather keep a lower position than to get promoted to senior management um, if that meant losing time with their family and loved ones. I know like there was this Facebook group and one of the members posted this question, like, what would you rather get? Um, like twice, like twice your salary, but you you won't have time for your family to spend for your tam- family and you'll work double or triple. And in almost every survey um like that, like people value their well-being more. Um, and there was also another study, um, a global study of nearly 500 executives, and well over 80% believe a strong sense of purpose drives employee satisfaction, and it affects an organization's ability to transform. Um, and, you know, they, they, what they are saying is that employees are now driven more than ever by a company's mission and purpose, and they require a workplace culture that delivers it. And they're right. Research also shows that more than nine out of 10 employees are willing to pay, to take a pay cut for more meaningful work. And what's more important is it doesn't matter what kind of job you do. It's your perception of your work. Um, you are more than what you make. What you make is a byproduct of who you serve, how you help improve other um, the lives of other people, and the value that you generate to others. And the question is, you know, what can you do to optimize that? Um, I think this quote is from Chris Doe, but I'm sure a lot of people have 
have said this. And um, lastly, myth number three is that purpose is a revelation. You get an epiphany after finishing your medical degree or when you tell yourself, when I get a salary increase, when I get promoted, or when I reach seven figures, I would have made it. And my purpose will finally come to me and come into fruition. Right? Um, you're waiting for that aha moment. And the conclusion is purpose ultimately is a choice. And until we stop externalizing our need for purpose, we will never see the value of what we do. And we will never optimize purpose in our life. And what studies have found is that purpose is found in three things. The biggest source of purpose, according to Aaron Hurst, is from relationships. From impact, when we do something for someone else, and it doesn't have to be on a global scale, just the sense that we're doing something worthwhile makes a huge difference. And of course, we gain a sense of purpose from growth. The universe is constantly expanding, and so do humans. We are constantly evolving as well. And this is the basis for the economy, both from a labor um, standpoint and as well as from a consumer standpoint. If you want to create products that are going to thrive in this economy, you have, you have got to think about how they're going to differentiate on relationships, impact, and growth, especially now that the information economy products are more and more commoditized. Purpose will be the special sauce that is going to enable products to thrive in this um, era. Um, and going back to Taproot, no, um, Aaron Hurst's um, nonprofit, they did a study with NYU, New York University, and LinkedIn. And eventually, they took a national and, and then a global sample about purpose-oriented people. And they found out that people who came to work with purpose stay because they wanted to have relationships. They wanted to make an impact and they wanted to grow. And what's impressive is that these people who work with a primary orientation towards purpose outperform their colleagues on every single measure. And why is this important? It changes the way we think about education. Are we preparing kids to work in environments where they can thrive? How do we get universities to offer you a major that's based on your purpose type? It changes the way we recruit. Are we hiring people who are seek, seeking work as being about purpose? You will be, uh, we will be working and hiring more Gen Zs um, as this generation will be entering the workforce eventually. And if you, if you want to ensure a return on investment, then companies need to invest in their employees and build purpose-driven leaders. Um, and lastly, it most definitely changes the way we manage. Are we developing people based on their needs and not on old models that are around climbing up the corporate ladder? Yes. So talking about people finding their purpose, are there drivers to purpose and do they vary in different Yes. Um, now, there are three drivers to purpose. So these three purpose drivers, they can even help you come up with a purpose statement. So if you're clear on what your purpose is, please share them on the comments using this framework. Um, so let's start with who you impact. The first driver um, 
that defines purpose for one purpose, uh, for one person is people. Who do you most gain purpose from impacting? So for some people, it's through connecting with someone on an individual level and for others on a larger scale, more organizational or the highest form, which is community or societal level. I think this was the biggest revelation for me because as someone who always says, I don't think corporate um, is for me. After discovering my driver, which is I like working on an individ uh, individual level more. Um, when I bought a clothing store business, I enjoyed talking to customers and helping them one by one rather than having to sit in a desk um, and develop a forecasting strategy, as an example. So I finally understood why that was the case for me. Um, and, you know, all these roles are incredibly important in the ecosystem um, and they are full of purpose. But unless you're aligned with that level of purpose, it will be challenging to get fulfillment. So if you're working in an organization right now, but you get purpose from individuals, you're always going to feel that gap. So it's important to identify what level brings you most excitement. And um, in the slide, you'll see examples of these. So if you find purpose in a societal um, level, you may want to work with policies. If you're a doctor, obviously you're affecting individuals. Um, but if you're working in administration and in a hospital, that's organizational level. And when you're working with um, yeah, government policies, healthcare, that's societal. And then the next is why you work. The second driver is all about how you view the world. And Isa, tell me what yours is, because um, this is another revelation for me. Um, so why do you want to make an impact? So according to research, this driver shows that people are motivated for one of two reasons. So you either believe in karma or you either believe in harmony. Um, so karma is when you believe that people who work hard should benefit. And although you will do everything you can right, to set people up for success, you also believe that their own drive is important. You believe that competition is important to create a better world. Harmony, on the other hand, is you believe that all people should be equal and have the same access to opportunities. So this is not a class on morality. There's um, not a right or wrong answer. And you may need to think about what's more important for you. And that's exactly what they're saying. Um, like one of these will resonate with you more, right? Um, and according to the study, you'll have one dominant um, driver in this in this category. Definitely. I, karma and harmony, I believe in both. But if you ask me, Siguro, I think I am leaning towards more on harmony. Since, Aww. yeah, I, since, yeah I told you that I really want to be a voice to those people who are silent or those who cannot be heard. So in that way, everyone gets to, you know, have the access to more opportunities and yeah that's why i'm leaning more towards in harmony but i do believe in karma i also wanted to ask you why 
Um, so for everybody who does it though, Isa's taking up about to take up humanities um, in college. Why? What motivated you into deciding the course that you want to take? Um, I think I am leaning towards on humanities because I think that's just what I'm. You know, I'm expert about. I took humanities in my senior high school, and I got to explore the different branches of it. And I chose humanities actually because I wanted a pre-doc course. So that's the main reason, actually. What's that? Say that again. A pre. A pre-law course. A pre-law. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so when you become a lawyer, you'll be able to fulfill your your need for helping people and making sure that everybody gets yeah. their pie. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's all connected. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, let's talk about the third driver because you may gain some insights on these as well. So the third one is how you work, Naman. Um, how you seek to make an impact. And we were just talking about this. This defines how you use your incredible talents at and what kind of work you find most enjoyable. So the first is human-centered. You want to explore human experiences and context to provide um, authentic and tailor-made solutions for them. So in business, you're more um, customer-centric. You're thinking about the end user um, at, at the center of your business. The next is community. So you like bringing stakeholders together to find the best and most innovative solutions. And we interviewed this amazing person called um, named Che Abrigo. So she founded Cereza and they bring, um, basically they bring vegetables um, from farmers in the provinces um, and makes, they, they make it accessible to people in the city. And she was thriving during the pandemic. Um, and she also, yeah, um, she's more community driven. And she also was able to lend people money to reinvest um, into their farm. So as, like when you think about stakeholders, a stakeholder is in business is basically someone that has an interest in your company. Um, they're either... Um, can, they can either affect or be affected by your business. So they're in a corporation, they're typically your investors, employees, customers, suppliers, um, and in a social enterprise, the communities, right? The third is structure. Do you put new tools, systems, and structures in place to solve problems? So do you want to advance outdated or ineffic inefficient processes? And um, in an organization, do you like thinking lean? Um, so people usually who study, um, take up MBAs, like they want to improve efficiencies within an organization. And then lastly, knowledge. Do you engage in extensive research? Do you like doing research work um, to really understand the current situation and uncover new knowledge, ideas, and perspective, uh, perspectives? So um, what is your purpose pattern, right? Um, and how do you determine that? So you want to create a career path or business based on what is going to be more fulfilling for you. Um, don't do something because other successful people are doing it. You need to know who you are at your core and design a life and career around that. 
and I say the word design because um, again, like we are we are constantly evolving and your purpose may change over time, right? And so you want to be able to craft a life that is more, that will give you more meaning. And if you are an entrepreneur, if you want to build a business or a social enterprise, or you own your own NGO, um, um, you want to build an NGO, you have to build it around purpose, right? Um, what fundamentally matters to you. Because that's what's going to get you up in the morning. That is going to make you keep going. Um, we know times are tough. And it's going to help you make a difference in the world. So we're going to look at um, what a purpose-driven business looks like. And when we look at these drivers, um, there's, there is this, the, there's the values-driven organization. And this is an organization um, that puts values at their core decision-making. And um, what is the right thing to do is the question behind every critical decision. And then there's crafts-driven organizations, they strive to build excellence where the purpose is in its focus on quality work. And then the third one is the impact-driven organization. That takes responsibility for its impact on its stakeholders and they proactively seek to optimize that impact. So within each of these types of organizations are individuals like you and me, Will um, you will eventually enter the workforce, um, or for others, they will start businesses, right? Um, and the organizations that are doing well are the ones that help these individuals to have that self-awareness about purpose and connect it to the organization's purpose. Right, and talking about business, Naman, so sa mga, business, sa mga companies, there's always a mission and vision. So what is the difference between purpose and the company's mission and vision? Yeah, so most entrepreneurs, um, they start, they focus on the vision and mission. They start with it. And then often ask, you know, which comes first, right? Chicken or the egg? Actually, purpose comes first, followed by vision and mission. So corporate purpose or why we exist should be at the core of an organization's guiding statements. Um, and I'll give you an example because um, when we started Mithi Group Inc., we had a business model. We, um, I think we are still going back and forth on our USB, on our positioning. And it all, we always go back to the purpose. Like, why did we even start this business, right? And that will really be your your true north. Your um, it, it's it's what's gonna guide you. Um, so a purpose statement answers why we exist. And when you compare it with vision and mission, um, vision answers what what do you aim to achieve. And this can be numbers driven. Um, I want to acquire forty percent market share for um, let's say paid rides in key um, Metro Manila. Um, cities. And then mission is a statement that answers how we plan to achieve this vision. 
So here's an example of original guiding statements. Um, let me know if you can guess which company this is. So their purpose is to evolve the way the world moves. And then their vision, um, they were numbers driven, but then they wanted to disrupt this industry that they exceeded that vision. And so they turned it into um, smarter transportation with fewer cars and greater access, transportation that's safer, cheaper, and more reliable, transportation that creates more job opportunities and higher incomes for drivers. And their mission was, uh, we ignite opportunity by setting the world in motion. It's pretty obvious, right? Can you guess which, which company this is? Oh my gosh. I'm not quite sure, but for sure it's like a car company or courier or something. A wedding and courier. Or even before the, I uh, know, the, uh, the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uber or Grab. Yeah, it's Uber. So um, their vision was actually you know, numbers driven. And then after a year, I think, they exceeded that number. And so they had to change it into this, um, what you're reading. Um, another example is from Twitter. Their purpose is to give everyone the ability to be heard, seen, and share their thoughts and experiences as they happen, right? Um, and for our live stream, uh, Future Women, of women web and work, which you also see on ESME. It was empowering women through meaningful work in the next normal. Yeah, thank you for that. And what are the trends that will define purpose in 2021 moving forward? Yeah, um, Isa, you know, the you've seen how the pandemic highlighted underlying issues like climate change, inequality, access to proper health care, threat to food security. We realized that every kid needed an iPad. Um, so access to education and technology as well, right? Um, and the silver lining of 2020 is that the world is now entering what they call an era of shifting paradigms. And we've seen a lot of new businesses, whether for-profit or non-profit, respond to the pandemic with such agility and empathy. So where are we going? Um, there's this collective of purpose-driven um, firms advancing businesses and societal impacts for organizations around the world. And they have outlined trends that will reshape business purpose in 2021. So um, according to them, purpose will be measured by a trio of action, transparency, and accountability. So yun nga, we were talking about how the Gen Zs um, spend their dollars, right, on brands that they believe in. So they want to vote with their pesos for companies that are dedicated to improving society or the environment. Um, and we have seen, um, yun nga, these backed up by numbers, 85% um, of purpose-driven companies show positive top-line growth. So they are making more money. And the figure drops to just 42% when looking at non-purpose-led companies. The next trend will be story doing versus story selling. So 2021 and the years ahead will belong to businesses demonstrating short-term actions. 
So it's not just, you know, releasing a commercial and saying that you are for this cause. Like people really want to see results and actions. Um, and then the third is stakeholder capitalism um, will demand a reset. So the, the purpose of co a corporation is no longer just to maximize profits for shareholders, but to serve and create value for all stakeholders. And the according to a global study by BBMG, six in 10 people under age 30, they want, to, um, want the post-pandemic recovery to prioritize restructuring our whole economy so it deals better with challenges like inequality and climate change. Like those were the issues that keep um, coming up. And young people want to reset rather than return to the status quo. Um, fourth is corporate boards drawn into purpose strategy. Um, the long-term impact of COVID requires more boards demanding social and environmental impact as a key business strategy for short and long-term growth. And they also want um, employees as engines for change. So early on, um, having social, social impact could be a good differ differentiator for a brand or a company. Um, if you're doing um, CSR, if you're donating to a certain NGO, right? Um, like people, like some corporations think that that's enough. But, you know, that's not what we're where we're heading. And we see even bigger brands who are collaborating at scale. Um, yeah, um, we saw how individual communities have, you know, banded together to help small businesses during the pandemic to help the less fortunate. So we see that in employees as well, like, like purpose really raises the bar and it's not just having engaged employees anymore. It's about having inspired employees. And in return, like you attract the right talent for your company. Um, I mentioned companies that are collaborating at scale and we saw this in, um, you know, this commercial, um, I'm, I'm sure like everybody has seen this, like it was trending for a time. Um, and th the Philippines big corporations collaborated in creating this Ingat Angat Tayong Lahat campaign, which sent a message of hope and inspiration for other businesses um, to safely open, continue to operate during the pandemic, but you know, like with safety, uh, safety measures. Um, like, when can you see Jollibee and McDonald's together in the same Jeep? <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see a lot of companies collaborating moving forward. Um, and it's hard not to talk about purpose without mentioning um, Simon Sinek, who introduced purpose or having a strong why in his TED Talk called How Great Leaders uh, Inspire Action. And in this talk, he says that Successful companies start with why, because people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And people are buying how a product makes them feel and they're using their emotions as filters to make purchasing decisions. And my generation, the millennial generation are a huge driver for this change. So as a final call to action, I wanna ask you, what kind of activities bring you the most excitement? What type of environments do you thrive in? 
how are you going to bring purpose in your life today? And, you know, as we ease into the weekday, um, work week tomorrow, I know you're still on vacation, but um, I challenge you to find meaning in um, the life that you have right now, right? Yes, definitely, definitely. Uh, thank you so much, Miss Sarah, for that. I learned a lot from this webinar, and I hope and I'm sure everyone uh, watching this did also. You know, as a youth, it's important to be aware with this, the purpose, knowing your purpose. And yeah, especially I learned so much with the three drivers to purpose. It's I think it's important to do it step by step, who you impact, why you work, karma bayan or harmony, and how you work. But yeah, thank you so much, Miss Sarah, for that. Thank you for that very insightful lecture. We definitely learned a lot from you today, and our aspiring entrepreneurs will definitely take your advice to heart. And to connect with Miss Sarah, you can follow her on all social media channels at the next wave call or listen to her live stream on future of women web and work also check out her upcoming live learning series future proof your business through innovative thinking and impact creation on june 6 and june 13 2021 at 2 to 4 p.m just visit our website at www.sma.ph and miss sarah would you like to promote other future endeavors Go ahead. Yes, thank you, Isa. Um, I guess I just want to talk about this workshop a bit. I have a workshop called Future Proof Your Business Through Innovative Thinking and Impact. You may go directly to bit.ly forward slash capital letter S, Sarah Fernandez, and capital letter F. Um, I just realized bit.ly pala are case sensitive. So, yeah, uh, that's my name. Um, it's happening on two Sundays, June 6 and June 13, 2021, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. This may be the last workshop for the year, um, so do, do make sure you come join this one, because I don't know when I'll be doing this again. Um, as part of my global uh, Models of Impact Global Ambassadorship Program, I will be introducing a strategic business design framework used by thousands of entrepreneurs, executives, consultants, and students from 100 plus countries. So this two-day workshop will be a crash course on entrepreneurship, a sort of reminder of why we wanted to get into the kind of work, uh, this kind of work, and I will walk you through turning your purpose for changing the world into a concrete, actionable business model for launching a startup that's designed to achieve a social goal. And um, so it's two days and day one, um, it'll be a mix of lectures, reading assignments, and you'll be equipped with frameworks, tools, and social impact insights to develop your own entrepreneurial potential to solve your businesses um, or organizations or communities problems. While in day two, this is the fun part, you'll participate in a role-playing and ideation game that simulates the process of launching a social enterprise. And then we'll share this to the group by, um, I'll teach you a way of presenting your ideas with less than five slides. And in fact, this framework um, I use personally to pitch to investors. Um, yeah, and let's talk about um, who this is for. So if you're a student who's studying business or entrepreneurship, or you want to learn about how you can use um, help help the world through 
creating businesses. If you're a leader in your organization, you want to find a fun, emphasis on fun, innovative ways to solve problems. If you want to start your own business but don't know where and how to start, or if you're a business owner who wants to get inspiration from other social businesses, because ESME has a huge network of professionals and you'll be part of that community. Um, if you enroll in this workshop, you'll get a digital certificate. And um, I think the most important, I think this is what people really want from this is they'll get a PDF containing 200 plus revenue and impact models um, to help you understand the impact entrepreneurship uh, landscape. So you get a lot of ideas and you'll also have unlimited access to the Zoom video recordings of the session. And um, yeah, as mentioned, you'll get an exclusive access to ESME's community. So if you reserve right now, we're slashing 1,000 pesos off and we want to make it as accessible as possible. So for those who can't afford to pay upfront, um, yeah, if you pay upfront, that's slash 1,000 pesos. But um, I believe ESME also offers installments and other online payments and bank transfers. So do message ESME and go to their website because they have a lot of other courses that are that may be interesting for you if this may not work for you right so again hope to see you in our future proof your business through innovative thinking and impact creation happening on two sundays june 6 and june 13 from 2 p.m to 4 p.m so um thank you isa for this opportunity to talk to you um and i'll see you again soon yeah, see you soon, Messiah. Thank you so much again. And for everyone who attended this webinar, all of you can get a digital certificate of your attendance. For sure you want to get yours, so just head on to our website at www.sme.ph or click on the link that we posted in the comment section below. Make your own account and navigate to the title of the webinar that you joined today. So before this webinar comes to a close, I would like to invite everyone who wants to learn more and increase their knowledge and skills, just visit our website at www.sme.ph. We offer a wide range of masterclass courses, those of which you enroll in based on whatever is relevant to your passion, career, and interest. Again, thank you, Ms. Sarah Fernandez, for joining us today. And to our viewers, we appreciate your time for attending this webinar. We hope that what you learned today will guide you and help you to become one of the next wave of CEOs. Have a great wow. afternoon, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Hi everyone, 
My name is Sarah Fernandez, and I'm the founder of The Next Wave Co. I've partnered with my friends at ESME to bring a strategic business ideation workshop where you will learn how to future-proof your business by generating revenue while creating real change in your community. As a business consultant and host of an online platform called Future of Women Web and Work, I've spoken to a lot of for-profit and non-profit entrepreneurs about how they went from having too many ideas to having laser focus and knowing where to start from overcoming their fear of starting a business to having the confidence to move forward if you're a business owner manager a consultant educator student or someone interested in starting your own sustainable business this two-day four-hour live learning series will show you an easy and fun role-playing and ideation game that simulates the process of launching a social enterprise you will have access to over 200 revenue and impact models that you can create new sustainable business concepts from. You will also get step-by-step -step instructions to help you come up with new ideas so that you can brainstorm effectively and solve problems quickly, as well as templates and worksheets that have been used by business owners and C-suite executives in over 100 countries. So sign up to this workshop and follow ESME Philippines for more updates. While you're at it, follow me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm The Next Wave Co. and I will see you soon. How to enroll in ESME courses Make sure you're signed into your ESME account. Go to our live learning series page. Click on your chosen course. In the courses landing page, you'll see two options. Claim 1,000 pesos off or installment plan. Click on your desired option and then check out. Happy learning!